Hi, this is Diana van Giesbergen from Xandria. Hey, this is David Rivera from Ex Mortis. What's up? This is Parker Jameson from the band Starkill. Hail and kill everybody. This is Ross the Boss from New York City. Hey, this is Tim Ripper Owens, and you are listening to The Great Metal Debate. Welcome, podcast listeners. Great Metal Debate is back with another artist interview. Today I'm joined by drummer and songwriter Sean Lang of the Canadian band Seven Year Storm. Sean, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today on the Great Metal Debate podcast. Oh, thanks so much for having me. All right, Sean, before we get into the details of the band and music, can you give our listeners a little insight into your background and maybe how you came to pursue music as a profession? Yeah, sure. Um, I've been uh, I've been playing the drums, you know, sort of seriously since I was since I was a kid, about about ten years old. I kind of jumped into it. Um, I was kind of looking for a way to, you know, sort of look cool to all, all my peers, and and it ended up being, you know, something much more deep than that. And uh, so I've been playing drums for for quite a while. Got into teaching. Um, played in a bunch of. Uh, you know, bands through high school and ended up joining a band just uh, just after high school, sort of a progressive melodic death metal band called First Rain, which sort of kind of goes on and off over the years. We've been a band for about 10 years now. Um, and I always found that um, that while teaching drums and playing drums was always, uh, you know, it was kind of what I was all about. I always wanted to create music and make music. And I found that that was sort of a little difficult just being the guy who could, uh, hit the drums and, and make the rhythms, but not actually, uh, not actually, uh, you know, express my ideas musically. And so I, I continued to pursue drumming and, uh, and, uh, you know, teach lessons and, and, then, you know, I'm, I'm a drummer for hire as well. So I do, you know, recording sessions locally and online and I play for a number of for hire situations, tribute bands and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, that's, I, I love to play drums, but <clears throat> ultimately for me, my goal is to create things. Um, I just want to, I, I've always looked for ways to sort of, you know, make something new that wasn't there before. And it's not like I'm trying to uh, do anything original. I just, I like to create this something in front of me. I'll usually assemble it into, into something, whether it's building or drawing or, or whatever. And so, so I, I decided that I would start to um, create music that I would just, you know, be able to, to jam along to at home and, and sort of practice and sort of write, write out musical ideas that would sort of, test me um test my skill and you know because you, you can you can write music that you can't necessarily play and then the challenge is there on you to sort of play it afterwards and so it began as sort of as, as sort of that and i was able to use it as a as a teaching tool and um ultimately turned into into the project that uh, we're talking about now that's very interesting because I've I've seen some of your teaching videos and as someone who isn't a musician I'm very impressed with those and it it's interesting to hear you speak about that tension between the teaching aspect and the creative aspect could you speak a little more about that about maybe how that creative element comes out Yeah well I mean when when I'm teaching usually um uh teaching is obviously it, it enjoyable to me because whenever I find something new you know, I, I, I like to share it with people. Um, and what I'll usually end up doing is, is, uh, you know, teach, I'll be teaching people what, what the lesson material is, but I'll also, you know, end up 
wanting to share sort of what it is that that I've been sort of going through as well because I'm just I'm I'm excited about it, and uh, and that usually ends up coming through with sort of either the music that I'm going through or the music that I'm writing, and I mean te- teaching doesn't necessarily excite me on its own, but I I love to sort of uh, I don't know I I love to just share what is new and exciting to me. So sometimes it's an idea, sometimes it's it's a song, sometimes it's I mean, it, it can be sort of any number of things. Sure. And so following the teaching, First Rain, and, and other projects, how did this particular project come about? Well, ever since high school, um, when I had first downloaded, I think, a, a, a cracked version of Fruity Loops, if anyone remembers that that program, um, I would uh, I'd be just basically sequencing these awful little MIDI songs at home just because like I said if I if I found a way to sort of create something uh, I, I really I really dig that and so I'd be sequencing these these stupid little uh, awful sounding you know like N- Nintendo type guitar riffs with like awful sounding drums and, and stuff like that <laughs> right and it would slowly get better and slowly get better and then eventually I uh, I discovered software called Reason and I uh, got a little bit more serious and suddenly my guitar sounds were a little bit better, my drum sounds were quite a bit better and suddenly, was, you know, there's synths and, and stuff like that and the music I was listening to was a little bit more interesting and I was slowly understanding music a little bit more and, and uh, sort of finding ways to sort of convert the ideas in my head into something tangible that you could actually hear and kind of went on from there and... Uh, and so probably, I mean, how long have I been doing it now? For I've probably been sequencing music for, you know, over 12 years now. So, um, so I've, I've basically, I've discovered um, years ago now how to accurately sort of get my ideas out. And uh, so that's, that's how it started. So I'd have all these MIDI songs and, and stuff that, you know, people could hear that the, the music was there and the ideas were there and just like, oh, that sounds really cool. It's too bad that it just sounds like Nintendo, but it, the songs are really, are really, really <laughs> neat. And I'd always be like, oh, that's that's sort of a compliment, but that's sort of a like a backhanded compliment. Yeah, it's cool, but it sounds stupid sort of thing, right? And um, and uh, so that's that's sort of how I got into it anyway. Right. And so tell me how you joined up with the other musicians who ended up actually performing on this uh, EP, the album. Yeah, well, the other musicians, um, a guy named Brent McKenzie, uh, who's a, a great bassist who has played, uh, he, he played for a band that used to be on Galley Records um, called Soulscar. Um, I, I used to be a big fan of them when I was in high school and I would see them play. And then um, we, we've also got Dean Lamb from Art Spire, which I'm sure many people have heard of now. And Dean and I um, actually went to high school together and grew up listening to music and sort of dissecting uh, you know, like Planet X riffs and, and different parts of Dream Theater, and just we we wasted so many so many hours just sitting around listening to the music and being like, ah, what is that? Is that seven eight? And then it goes, does that go to thirteen sixteen? And we sort of just, <laughs> we we kind of developed our our um our musical ears together. So it was it was kind of fun when um when Art Spire ended up getting really big and and uh, he he moved uh, a couple cities away, but we always kept in touch. And uh, when when uh, we were talking, and I sort of let him know that I'm kind of getting a little bit more serious with the music, and he expressed some interest in being a part of it. And uh, I mean, we, we've always been friends, so it was very easy to just sort of make that happen. Um, a friend of mine uh, has a, a pretty decent little home studio, and so he also wanted to be a part of it as well because 
uh, he had worked with First Rain. He actually produced the most recent First Rain album. And so he basically said, I think you should uh, do something serious with this. And I said, do you want to make it happen? And so he engineered it. He was the one who actually ended, ended up getting Brent McKenzie, the bassist, on board because they've been longtime friends. And then uh, we brought Dean in, and, and uh, yeah, the rest is the rest is Aeon One. How long did that project take to, to come to fruition from the that initial idea to the point in which you had a recorded album? It's taken a while. I mean, the drums were probably tracked two and a half years ago, and then life just sort of got in the way. It was initially supposed to be a full-length album, so there are drums and bass already tracked for, for uh, another six songs. But I decided that I was going to split it into uh, two EPs just to get it out quicker because it had been... At that point, it had been almost two years, and we weren't really any closer to being done. So I said, well, why don't we just put this into one EP? It would be easier to, to get it completed, and then we'll release a second EP afterwards. And a lot of people are, are you know, seem to be splitting up their music into smaller digestible chunks lately. And so I figured that, that's, that's probably the right way to go here. And um, you know, we, we needed a little bit of you know, startup cash to sort of uh, get the album mixed properly and mastered and album artwork and, and some correct promo and, and you know, publishing and stuff and so uh, I ended up um, doing a little Indiegogo uh, crowdfunding campaign just because I at this point I had probably two years worth of people saying so you said you're recording it what's happening what's happening and so I said listen guys I started uh, it's still going it's probably going to be a while if you want to make it happen any quicker um, here's this crowdfunding campaign see what you can do um, and and I think over a hundred people came together and, and raised a couple thousand dollars and, and basically got me everything I needed to get the album out. And, uh, which was really, really awesome just to sort of see the, uh, the community come together. Cause I mean, you know, uh, most of these people knew me, but I had never actually released any actual music. They just heard sort of the, the, the goofy MIDI stuff that I drummed along to. <laughs> so it, it was really interesting that people basically said, you know, like we believe in what you're doing. And, uh, and uh, so that was that was pretty humbling. I was very amazed at that. And so on this album, you did go an instrumental route uh, without adding any vocals. Can you tell me about the thought process behind that? Yeah, I mean, I've I've always ha- had that debate with certain people. You know, some people don't really think that you know instrumental music is really worth listening to. You, you got to have vocals. You got to have you know that human connection. But I've I've heard some pretty amazing instrumental music where that human connection is is made just from the the vibe and the atmosphere and and you know you you can let the lead guitar do do the talking if it's not over the top cheesy or or it's not you know basically the uh, the the lead instrumentation can be the vocal if if you approach it the right way and if you listen to it the right way and that's sort of what my thinking was and I wanted to. I wanted to let the songs sort of stand on their own and sort of, you know, you really just listen to the music itself. Cause I find, I find a, a lot of music, there's a lot of really, really interesting stuff going on in the background, but you're so focused on the vocals, you don't really hear it. I mean, case in point, um, the, the newest Tesseract album, I think it's the newest on Altered State. They released it in two discs, one with vocals and one without. And I was listening to the one with vocals and I was liking it, but I wasn't really completely you know, enthralled and sort of, you know, I wasn't getting into it. And then I realized that there was a second disc with no vocals. And that has been on repeat for the last couple of weeks for me because it's got this atmosphere that when the vocals are there, you just, 
you don't really get into it as much. For me, anyway, this is totally, totally personal. And then there are some bands where if there was no locals, I don't think I'd be able to listen to it. So it, it really goes both ways. But I just wanted to create more of a, a, a vibe and an atmosphere and, and let the music sort of, you know, give you stuff to think about and, you know, imagine what was going on, when you know, as the music's playing or something. That's interesting. A lot of symphonic bands do that as well. We'll release a, a separate album that's just the just the music without the vocals. So interesting your take on that. Yeah. Let's talk more about this new EP, Aeon One, just released this week as we record this. Uh, I have had a chance to hear it, and I'm very impressed. I love Nazca Lines in particular. Are you pleased with the result, and what feedback have you received from the folks who have heard it so far? Yeah, I'm I'm really pleased. I mean, most of these songs had been written in some form, maybe not in their complete form, but in some form for three, maybe even four years for some of them. So I've been hearing the songs for so long that I'd kind of, I, I'd lost any sort of perspective, put it that way. So it was, it, it's sure. been nice that, uh, that uh, uh, the reviews have been very, very positive. Uh, it's kind of surprised me because, you know, when you decide to release something, you're basically saying, I think this is good enough. Um, and so there's always that little, that little um, thing inside you saying, shoot, I hope I was right about this. And um, and all all the reviews have been overwhelmingly positive, which has been very very nice because there's you know I've been I've been very very happy with it. I, I'm very happy with uh, with how the mix turned out and and uh, uh, all the amazing uh, guitar work and bass work that Dean and Brent did. And and uh, I'm I think I'm still more or less happy with my drum parts, although I recorded them two and a half years ago. So even now I. I hear them and I'm like, oh, I could have done this. I could have done that. And I'm, I'm going to start doing some drum clinics coming up soon. And when I play to the songs now, I find new things that I'm like, I wish I would have done that. <laughs> but I mean, it's 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 recorded. It, it is what it is. And I'm, I'm not going to sweat it. Sure. And you have uh, produced uh, some video to help promote the EP. Tell me about that production. Um, I got this amazing guy named Kyle Trinke at uh, Bravery Studios who is actually um, – on staff at Drumio, um, and I, I basically approached him and uh, said, "You've done a, you've done a couple of, uh, cool videos. Here's sort of my vision. Here's my budget. I'd like to do two videos, but one one if that's all it comes to. Um, what do you think? You can do whatever you want. And I think when I said you can do whatever you want, his eyes lit up, and and it was sort of go time from then on. So." So uh, we got some fog machines and some cool lights and lasers and sort of blacked out the, the background. And and uh, I'm I'm really happy that we basically just set up the drums and the lights and we went through each song probably 12 or 15 times with different camera angles. And and uh, and uh, it was definitely weird for me because I wasn't actually performing the song. I, mean, I was playing along to the songs as best as I could remember that I recorded them. But in in certain takes, you can see that I'm not necessarily playing exactly what is written or what what you're hearing. So so some people on YouTube are like, ah, you totally forgot to switch your snares off there and, and stuff like that. But um, I I think it it turned out really good. I was I was blown away. That that guy did a a great job, and it's definitely helped to to get the word out about the project because I mean it's it's an all drummer music video basically. It's I mean it's a glorified playthrough. That's for drummers, that's like no one else. The drummers don't want to see anyone else play anyway. They just want to watch the drummer. So to me, I was like, this is <laughs> awesome. 
Well, as, as a layperson, again, I thought it looked really cool, and uh, I, I think it uh, uh, was was very well made and uh, and set you uh, set you up in a uh, a nice way to promote your product there. That's exactly what I wanted. <laughs> you already referred to uh, the second EP Aeon Two that uh, you have recorded. Talk to me a little bit about uh, your plans to release that as a follow up. Yeah. Um... In, in some of the press, some of the press says 2015, and that's definitely something that I would like to do. Although with the speed of this release, I, I'm thinking it probably won't see a lot of day until 2016. But um, Aeon 2, I ended up leaving the songs on that I had written um, more recently, so they actually have a little bit of a different feel to them, um, which which I'm I mean I'm I'm happy about, but I'm also going to try to make sure that um, that they're not too far apart from, from Aeon 1 because, you know, part one and part two, you want the follow-up to sort of follow up and not sort of reintroduce completely new sounds and ideas. Um, but Aeon 2 is definitely more technical and uh, still incredibly progressive, probably more progressive, um, but definitely wow. a lot more a lot more rhythmically technical, and it's going to be a lot more challenging for, uh, for Dean in, in the guitar department he's already said um a few of the riffs he's like could we maybe change a few notes because i don't think that my fingers will do that yeah i mean uh, (laughs) i'll trust you to handle it you'll you'll make it sound good so i have to ask john are there any uh plans to perform any of this live perhaps um as as a band probably not not um anytime soon i mean i'm going to be performing uh in a, a drumming capacity for for a couple of clinics coming up, but um, as a band, there would need, there would need to be significant demand and uh, and possible backing in order to make that happen because it's very technical and demanding music. And to sort of get sure. a band together, um, I would need to have some sort of incentive for people to do that. And right now, I mean, I, I crowdfunded the release, and so I would never like as a professional musician myself, I would never ever want to you know, lure people on board saying, this might turn into something. I'd want to say, this is what you're getting paid. Here you go. So until I can get to that point out of respect, uh, no no official plans to, to perform live. Well, hopefully there'll be a sufficient response to make that a reality. Yeah, that's down the road. That would be nice. Sean, you're obviously a very skilled drummer. Do you have any words of advice or encouragement for kids who are maybe just getting into drumming right now? Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, speaking from experience, um, over the last few years, I started listening to and playing um, a lot of different genres of music, and that has made me so much better of a player um, than anything I, I could have I could have done and I could have really thought of. Um, a lot of young players will pigeonhole themselves, and I want to be a a rock drummer, I want to be a metal drummer, I want to be a punk drummer, whatever. That's cool, but if that's all you're doing, that's all you're that's all you're going to do, and you're going to be decent at that, but you're not going to be good at anything else. Whereas if you want to, say, learn a good shuffle, or you want to play a good linear gospel beat or something, I guarantee you that will that will bleed through into your your rock drumming and your metal drumming and your whatever drumming. And uh, you'll find that you're not a metal drummer. You're you're a, just a good drummer, and it's much better, I think, to be a good a good drummer than than the fastest metal drummer or the 
uh, you know, the, the brutalist heavy rock drummer or something like that. So don't don't pigeonhole yourself because it's not not going to do you any good in the long run. That makes a lot of sense. You you see many uh, uh, many vocalists, instrumentalists who who go between genres, and I, I think it it certainly uh, just increases their capacity to uh, to perform at a high level. Well, it changes their 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 repertoire and their perspective on the music because suddenly you have all this other you know all, all this other musical these other musical ideas to, to draw upon when you're expressing yourself in one genre, in one genre, well, maybe, maybe you can, you know, make a fusion of these ideas over here, put it into these ideas over here. And suddenly you've created something that people haven't really heard before. And, Oh, that's art. That's, that's interesting. That's unique. That's original. Absolutely. Well, Sean, wrapping up with you today, how can people uh, purchase this new album and hopefully the follow-up album? Uh, or find out more about Seven Year Storm. Right now, I'm sending everyone to sevenyearstorm.bandcamp.com. You can purchase the album digitally as well as order the physical disc. I should be receiving um, shipment of the physical discs very soon, so those will start shipping out. Um, it is also now on iTunes and should be available on Spotify and other streaming services soon, but uh, the best way to support is definitely Bandcamp. I certainly encourage our listeners to purchase this album. I have had an advanced copy, and I can tell you I keep listening to it over and over. It fits a lot of different moods, whether you want to bang your head or whether you want to mellow out. It, it really uh, fits with a lot of different emotions and feelings, uh, some great music to listen to. Sean, thank you so much for joining us today. Really appreciate getting to talk with you, and best of luck in the uh, upcoming year as you, you continue to uh, promote this album. Thanks so much. I really appreciate it.